welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin. Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, stories of inspiring achievements and community contribution. Every week, we will celebrate an award program category winner or finalist. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know that Australia is in good hands. Together with our corporate partners and not-for-profit partners, Awards Australia showcase ordinary people from right across Australia doing extraordinary things. If you enjoy hearing the stories of our inspirational Australians, please subscribe, rate us and review us. We'd really appreciate it. I'm delighted to be chatting with this week's podcast guest. She's a community champion who gives her time so freely across multiple community causes. Sunny Lou epitomises the values of the Northern Territory Young Achiever Awards. Her main goal in life is to make a difference for others. For her significant contribution to many causes, Sunny was nominated for the 2022 Northern Territory Young Achiever Awards and was chosen by the judges as a finalist in the Somerville Community Service Award. Sunny, it is such an honour to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, and Jeff. You're always smiling. It is, um, I, I think you're a ray of sunshine for everybody. You have that personality and that smile that warms people no matter how they're feeling. So thank you for that. Sunny, you've done so much already in your life. I want to unpack some of it, starting with your study. Now, why did you choose Australia to come to study and how long have you been in the Territory now? Sure. Thanks, Jeff, for having me on the show. Um, it's a great honour to speak to you and share my experience with other young people. So I came to Australia at the age of almost 18 to study my bachelor degree at Monash University in Melbourne. Um, that was back in 2014. So it's been a bit over eight years now. And now fast forward five years later, I moved to Darwin from Melbourne. It was a pretty bold move at the time because I'd never been in Darwin before. I didn't know anyone in Darwin or in the NT at all. But it's always this almost mythical place in Australia, the Australian outback where people don't tend to know much about. And I was obviously driven by my curiosity and also the prospects of exploring more of Australia, the country that I'd been living in for years at the time. So I just packed up my stuff and moved up north with my dog, Molly. <laughs> and, yeah, it's been a great journey so far. I've been living here for three years. And during this time, I completed my Master of Teaching degree at Charles Darwin University here in Darwin. And I was teaching in secondary schools for a little while. And now I'm working for Charles Darwin University as a media and communications officer, doing lots of media stuff for the university, which I really enjoy doing. Well, I can see that's well suited to your personality and to your skills of, as well. And Charles Darwin University is a sponsor of the awards, as you know. Yeah. And we're very proud to have them involved in the program. So it must be must have been very daunting 
to have moved to a new country to study, as it would be for anybody. How did you find things in Australia, Melbourne in particular, and what were some of the hurdles that you had to overcome and did people make you feel welcome when you arrived? Yeah, I would say there were two brand new journeys as part of my life as an international student in Australia. The first one was when I came here for the very first time to study a bachelor degree at Monash Uni. I was just turning 18 at the time, very young and very excited about the whole future ahead. I was just naturally a little adventurer at heart. I wasn't sad to leave my family. I was just happy to be in Australia to have that experience of a lifetime. And during that time, as a very young person studying at university and living uh, with a homestay and then later on with friends I know, it's just been a very fun journey and exploring a lot of new things learning about a new culture, meeting friends from different national backgrounds, nationalities and cultures. It's just everything's new. I just try to take it all in as a young person and it's been very rewarding. I think this experience has definitely shaped who I am so far. And then the second part of this journey as an international student will be my move from Melbourne to Darwin. Darwin and Melbourne are very, very different places, even though they are in the same country. So different climate, opposite temperatures, and also the the communities can be quite different as well. So Darwin is smaller, definitely in size, uh, but people tend to be from different parts of the world or different parts of Australia. And there is a very big Aboriginal community up here as well. So that's shaped the culture and the landscape of Darwin. And it's been very, very interesting for me, having always been living in big cities before, to live in a small, smaller regional place. And I, I found that overall, I've been really embraced by the local community here. Everyone has been so welcoming, so friendly to have me to be part of their community. And over the three years, I think I have found a second family in Darwin. And now three years on, I think it's about time for me to start again on a new journey. So that's why um, I recently made the decision to move back to Melbourne for my own career development and also another chapter in my life. Well, that all sounds very exciting too. And we wish you every success in your return to Melbourne. How did you find Melbourne compared to Darwin in terms of people being friendly, warm and engaging? I think Melbournians are very cultured and they're very knowledgeable about other places in the world. Um, I think people tend to be very well-travelled. So when I say I come from China, and quite often I find that people already know a lot about China and the Chinese culture. Um, so there's no surprise to them, you know, the way that we may communicate or some of the cultural traditions or even the food. They are very accustomed to Chinese food over there because there's already a very big Chinese community well-established in Melbourne. So there wasn't much of a cultural shock to me to move directly from China to Melbourne. And people are always very open-minded. They want to learn more about different cultures, um, even languages. Um, so many people, Australian students, study Mandarin Chinese as their second language. And I can even communicate with some of them just in Chinese. So it's incredible to see uh, that open-mindedness and that that level of knowledge about the Chinese culture and other nationalities. So I really appreciate that when I was living there and studying 
as well. And then in Darwin, there is also a long history of Chinese immigration in Darwin. So we have some older Chinese immigrants, and we also have a new wave of Chinese students and young skilled workers. So it's always wherever I go, I feel there's always a little piece of home in that place. Are your family still in China or have some moved to Australia to be with you? Both of my parents are still in China, in my hometown of Zhengzhou in central China. I do have a sister, uh, like it's got sister, family friend, but she is my sister. Um, she lives in Adelaide permanently. So yeah, our family is kind of all around the world. We have family friends in North America or in Europe. So we, our family is very international, I would say, uh, where we encourage people to go out and explore. Yeah, well, that's the beauty of the world these days, isn't it? You can be anywhere in the world and it's not too far to get back to your roots or to see mum and dad, except for the last few years yes. during COVID made it much more complicated. And you certainly, you know, your heart goes out to any and everyone who has family overseas that they have not been able to see for some time. Sandy, you're not only integrated into community beautiful, beautifully, but you're so passionately committed to make a difference for others, which you've certainly done over the past few years in the Northern Territory. You've been a member of the Multicultural Council NT. How did you get involved and what is the council's role and what has been your involvement? Yeah, so the Multicultural Council of the Northern Territory is the territory-wide peak body for multiculturalism, actively advocating for and representing multicultural communities in the entire Northern Territory. So it's a pretty big organisation. It has been around for quite a few years. I officially became a committee member of MCNT in the end of 2020. Um, so that was two years ago. And I was part of it because I have always been out and about and participating in and engaging in all these multicultural festivals and events and activities. And I got to learn more about Multicultural Council and about what they do. So I decided, decided to be part of the committee where I can play a more active role and have more of a say of providing support for new immigrants or people uh, of refugee backgrounds, the humanitarian entrants in Australia, and also engaging more with people from different cultures, such as not just Chinese, but also Indian. There's a big Indian community here in the NT. There's also a lot of people from African communities and also from European communities. And it's been so interesting to get to know more about them and what they do and what they have done to build this whole territory and also in Darwin too how they have pretty much started this whole city um, by Chinese and Greek immigrants. So just getting to know more about the cultural fabrics of the community has been a very, very rewarding experience. Fantastic. And I think that's the key is just to get involved and integrate as best you can. And I know you're active in trying to be inclusive with people coming from whatever culture it might be, which is really critical and important for people to have access to be able to uh, go to activities, just meet with people. You know, we're a big community, but at the same time, 
we can be very isolated if we aren't connected. Yeah. You're also a youth advisory group member at Headspace. Can you tell us about Headspace and what the youth advisory group are involved with? Sure. So from this year, I've been part of the youth advisory group of Headspace Darwin. Headspace is an organisation that provides free mental health and wellbeing support and services for young people aged up to 25 of of age. I have always been very passionate about mental health, well-being and mental health issues among young people, mainly because I see people's experiences around me all the time. And I hear those stories and I feel like there's so much more that could be done to support their mental well-being and their general psychological well-being. And having studied actually psychology at uh, university for my undergraduate degree, I feel like I have some more in-depth knowledge about some of the issues that people might be experiencing. So when this opportunity came up to be part of Headspace Darwin, I immediately just came on board because I thought um, it's a great way to share more about the services available for young people when they are experiencing challenges in life, to be able to know where to seek help and also to know that they're not alone, which is really important because quite often young people could feel a bit of a disconnect to the real world. And that's exacerbated by, you know, the prevalence prevalence of social media and could be online bullying as well or negativity in general that's conveyed in the media could add to a lot of uh, physical and mental stress for young people. And for the past two years, COVID-19 has been so stressful for everyone. And uh, Headspace is amazing because it's very open. It welcomes all young people. doesn't matter if you are Australian or if you are an international student. You can all access the service at Headspace for free. And it definitely supports people of all sexualities, of all cultures as well. So I think it's a very inclusive space to be part of. And the group has been amazing. There are people from 16 to 25 as part of the young advisory group of Headspace. And we come together every fortnight to discuss issues that matter to young people's mental health and provide our own youth perspective to the services and operations of Headspace so they can gain a more youth perspective and view of how their services are going for young people. And it's been very, very positive so far. Awesome. It's such a great organisation, Headspace. We're a, a bronze sponsor of the awards right around the country this year that connect and the synergy between the awards and, of course, young people and Headspace is fantastic. And you're right, there are a lot of young people who have significant things to deal with. It's very, very tough mentally to have the expectations on young people as opposed to the realities uh, of what people are able to physically do, sometimes mounting pressure. So I think it's fantastic that you've been involved and used your psychology uh, skills and training to to good advantage there and young people certainly need support. You've also been heavily involved in Youth Week. What was your role with Youth Week? I was the 2021, one of the 2021 NT Youth Week ambassadors. So as an NT Youth Week ambassador, my role was to actively 
engage with young people throughout the Northern Territory during that April Youth Week in April school holidays. That's a week where there's full of fun, engaging and informative, helpful activities and workshops and events for young people around the, um, the territory. And people can attend all of these for free and be part of the community during this process. And uh, the theme of that year was it's your future. So we really want to invite everyone, every young person in the NT to think about how they can take charge of their future and how they can shape the future of the Northern Territory in general, because youth engagement is definitely very, very crucial to the future development of Northern Territory because we have a quite young population and people's involvement are so important to how the territory can develop into the future. And the more young people that we can engage with, um, the fewer there are, there could be less youth crime, there could be less violence, and there could be more positive engagement and more positive impact. We see people going into further education. We see people doing great work, doing great job in their community. It doesn't matter whether they live in a metropolitan area or they live in remote communities. There are activities throughout the Northern Territory during Youth Week. And it's not just limited to that week. It's it's like a long-term involvement, a long-term project to get young people on board. I was really proud to see that this year, in 2022, the the Northern Territory Youth Week has also got more young people on board uh, with brand new anti-youth week ambassadors from a younger age group as well um, to engage with people from, you know, their school age up until, you know, their early 20s. And it's great, fantastic to see so many people are getting to know more about the talents and the abilities of young people in the NT, what they can do, what they are capable of doing. And people will have that more confidence in young young people to empower them to do more things for their future. It was certainly great to see so many young people together at the awards night earlier at Mindle Beach Casino Resort. And just to watch you all, everybody was really connected, warm and engaging, proud and encouraging of each other's achievements and in admiration. And it gave me a lot of pride too to be able to bring people into a room like that to acknowledge and celebrate the great things that young people do. And Youth Week, of course, has the same aim and objective to bring people together. And as you're alluding to, the great thing about Youth Week is it encourages people to then stay together to keep doing things, to keep participating and being involved and to grow. And it is always good to see new young people involved in uh, Youth Week, but also working beyond that in roles that encapsulate others. So well done to you. As, As I said at the beginning of the chat, you're so heavily involved in community and doing things for young people. So, uh, you know, congratulations for all that. You're also, in fact, of course, the vice chair and very passionate about Kindness Shake. So what is Kindness Shake and what are the main aims? Definitely. I can speak a lot about Kindness Shake. I can talk all day long um, (laughs) because I am, in fact, one of the 
founding members that has been with this organization from the very beginning. So Kindness Shake is a non-for-profit organization and charity that started in April 2020 at the very beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. And we started by a group of us getting together Um, And this group is made of international students and international alumni uh, based in Darwin, in the NT. We got together to talk about what we could do for our fellow international students who have been experiencing a lot of financial difficulties and challenges in life during the pandemic. As you know, when we had the lockdowns, shops, restaurants all closed, things were put on hold and many international students lost their jobs and lost their financial income. And they were not eligible for any government welfare and any government funding support. So as a result, we came um, up with the idea to hand out free meals to international students every single week. Ever since April 2020, we started at Charles Darwin University handing out 100 to 100 free meals every Friday to anyone who needed it. And we just wanted to make sure that no one would go home at the end of the week feeling hungry or not being able to bring food to the table. And uh, over time, over the months, it just grew so, so much and so fast. And we started having all levels of support from the local government, from anti-government, from the university, from community groups, from restaurants and businesses that all came on board to support us either financially or providing us with the meals and the ingredients to support those international students. And over the years that we have um, evolved to provide different kinds of support to international students, and that's turned into networking opportunities, employability workshops, and social events to form that connection. And also, of course, the annual Kindness Festival, which is a massive major event um, in the NT that showcases the diverse talents and multiculturalism uh, in the NT from international students. We bring them on stage to show the general community of who they are, what they can do and what they have done for the NT. When is the festival held? What time of the year? It's held during the dry season. We just had the second Kindness Festival just a few weeks ago in June at the Darwin Waterfront. And we're going to have it again next year in June again. Uh, it's going to be every year during the dry season at Darwin Waterfront. And we're so proud of what we, we can do for international students. Absolutely brilliant. I, I love it. I think what you're doing with the Kindness Shake and through the Kindness Shake is absolutely amazing. So needed. It's so critical. And uh, how many free meals would you say you've given out over the period? So throughout, from April 2020 to up until 2021, we have given out at least 6,000 free meals to international students and temporary residents who needed those most. And over the time that we have assisted more than 1,000 people during the process and of course, we as a nonprofit, we also raise funding to support our operations and to help our um, target international students. So during the time, we have raised two hundred thousand in support in funding from different organisations. Awesome. Would you say they are your greatest achievements as an organisation? I think it's also about uh, putting international students in the spotlight. 
So we have received quite a lot of attention and support from all walks of life, from all communities. And what people previously may not know about international students, now they get to know more about who our international students are, where they're from, what they're doing, and also the value that they bring to Australia. And it's tremendous to see that the level of support that international students can have once they get to, uh, once more people get to know more about them. Because previously, there may just be a number to many people. They may just be one of the many international students around universities. But they are, they can be your neighbor, they can be your friend, they can be your co-worker, your colleagues, and they can be seen everywhere. And everyone has an amazing story to tell. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're starting to realise how much international students contribute to the economy, but also to the job sector, uh, where there are so many organisations struggling for workers. So our international students have such a contribution to make across multifacets, including community, the social fabric of our community. They bring a blend of culture and you know, uh, it's just uh, quite fascinating and brilliant to see the different types, even the different types of dress that people have, you know, that uh, I might dress differently to someone else. We uh, it just the way we blend, the way we meet together and uh, learn is just fantastic. And we certainly, I think, over the past few years have missed having our international students fill our lives to, with joy for a range of reasons. What do you think are the future plans and goals of Kindness Shake? We definitely want want to make Kindness Shake very sustainable. We want to make it a legacy, an ongoing, strong, non-profit organisation for everyone in the Northern Territory. So we have recently secured um, sustainability funding from the Northern Territory government for the next three years that will make sure that we continue to do what we do and expand more of our services over the next three years at least. We have also just signed a partnership agreement with Charles Darwin University to have ongoing partnership and um, that level of exchange from Charleston University, who has been a big supporter ever since the beginning. And we also have a partnership agreement with Melaleuca Australia, uh, which is an organization that provides settlement services for refugees and humanitarian entrants in Australia. And it's been so many great partnerships and collaborations with different organizations. And that will make sure that we continue going strong as an organization. And we're going to keep recruiting more international students to be part of this amazing project. Sounds fantastic for the future. Congratulations on those successes. Now, Sunny, I had the real pleasure of meeting you a number of times and having a chat at a few of the Young Achiever Award gala presentation dinners over the past few years at the beautiful Mindle Beach Casino Resort. Uh, it's always impressed me that you have a smile on your face, smile to offer everyone in the room. The room lights up when you're there. You're always happy, you're upbeat, and you're always looking to engage with other people because you're very passionate. So thank you for that, firstly. And your passion 
I think, uh, to make a difference might be part of the reason that you were announced that this, as this year's Young Achiever Awards Hot 100 People's Choice winner. Congratulations. You receive more votes than any other finalists. Clearly, your peers, friends and your supporters must feel that you are amazing, and I can understand why. So well done for that. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's a great honour. I didn't expect to win any of the categories um, and just become a finalist. Um, becoming a finalist is already a great, great honour to me because I attended the NT Young Achiever Award Gala in 2021 uh, to be there to support my friend, Ben Poveda Alfonso, who was actually the winner of that NT Young Achiever um, category. Um, so I was really proud of him. And at the time, I thought maybe one day I could uh, put myself in there, out there and also be part of this. And the next year I was on stage taking home that People's Choice Award. And I was just so unexpected. It was just a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, to become a finalist in the Somerville Community Service Award really is an outstanding achievement. And it's an must have been a real honour, as you say, to be selected. Yes, it was great, um, a great feeling. And also everyone back home in China was really rooting for me. I think they played a very big part in getting me that uh, People's Choice Award <laughs> because Good. my oh. family, my parents have been sharing it a lot, encouraging everyone from family, from friends back home to vote for me. And they have been doing that tirelessly probably every day. And um, I really can't <laughs> thank them enough. <laughs> so we, we need to call it the International People's Choice Award. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old family. We love our family. What are your memories of the awards night? I think it's just the synergy from the event because there were so many young people, whether they were there to receive their award um, or to be there to be for their friends and family. And it's just a great feeling in general to see those friends and family hug each other, to congratulate each other, to have their um, achievements recognized by the community. And there were people who were sponsors, uh, who were business owners, who were members of the general community who were there to witness these great achievements by young people. And that was just great to see. Yeah, it's so inspiring, isn't it, to hear the stories of so many young people doing extraordinary things across a multitude of industry activities. It is such a thrill to see people come together to share those uh, those achievements and celebrate with the young people that they know. Well, with the awards launching again soon, would you encourage our listeners to nominate someone for the 22-23 uh, awards? Definitely. I think it shows your support for that young person or people you're nominating, and it's a great vote of confidence for young people. Many young people might be quite shy to nominate themselves or they may not even think of nominating at all because they don't think they would be good enough to be up there. But actually they are. They're doing amazing things that may not be seen by many people. So I think it will be a great way to recognise what they're doing, sort of um, celebrate the unsung heroes of our community and those can be anyone around you. Yeah, 100%. And if any of our listeners would like to nominate someone, head to awardsaustralia.com and to your state and you will find out more about the program, certainly for the Young Achiever Awards. And the Community Achievement Awards are currently open in all states and territories 
as well, including the Northern Territory. So if you're in the Territory, check out the Territory page. Otherwise, any of the pages at all for the awards around the country. They're all state-based, so have a look and get your nomination in for someone that you know because you will make a difference. Or if you're interested in a sponsor partnership opportunity, if you'd like to be part of the team that recognises people just like Sunny, then send me an email at jeff, G-E-O-F-F, jeff at awardsaustralia.com so that we can have a chat about the opportunities available. There are financial contributions of low to high that you can get involved in if you want to make a difference in recognising people like Sunny, who is very worthwhile recognising. There are so many doing really good stuff. Sunny, on a different note, what's something that we might not know about you? Um, This is the most difficult question because I feel like I'm quite predictable, maybe. (laughs) Um, (laughs) As you know, I'm quite outgoing, so I love to try out different things, make friends with different people, and I love travelling, of course, and adventuring. So I'm a lover of maybe extreme activities, high adrenaline activities. So I love going bungee jumping or skydiving, I have a certificate in free diving. So that just means holding your breath and dive and dive. <laughs> so I love wow. all things to do with the ocean, the water, the sky. So yeah, sky's the limit, I guess. Have you been with one of those shark tank things? Not really. Um, in the in the in Darwin, we have a uh, crocodile cove. So you can go in like a giant fish tank and the crocodiles swimming around you. But I haven't really got around to it. I did go to a jumping crocodile cruise to kind of hold the meat out of the boat and the crocodiles come up and just eat the meat off the yeah. boat, which is they quite scary. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. They do. And the giant crocodiles that just open their mouth like almost 180 degrees and, uh-huh. <laughs> and they eat the meat off <laughs> a stick. So, yeah, it's quite exciting to so definitely... Be clockwise as well. Don't think they're your friend. Um, don't but yes, hang too far out the boat when they're doing that. <laughs> Yeah, don't stick your arms out. <laughs> so you do, you are a bit of a an adrenaline junkie. Yes, I am for sure. Well, there you go. We didn't know that. That's interesting. Well, you wouldn't in winter like in Melbourne wear UGG boots in Darwin. You wouldn't have a need for that, but you might have to uh, buy a pair for when you move. for sure yeah i believe you recently received your australian permanent residency that's right um it's so exciting something i've been um striving to get ever since i've been in australia so it's been eight years in the waiting and i finally got it in may this year so it's so exciting everyone was really happy for me as well it just means there's a sense of security that you're in this country you can finally finally officially call this country your home and you're here to stay and yeah just great to be part of the official um, resident of Australia. (laughs) Yay congratulations well I can certainly say that Australia is so much the better place to have you uh, as one officially one of our own you have been for many years but officially uh congratulations that's awesome thank you jeff so what are the driving passions that make sunny tick <laughs> um 
I have quite diverse interests, I would say, um, and passions as well. Um, over the years, I have definitely discovered through my experience with the Kind of Shake, with other volunteering opportunities like with Headspace, with NT Youth Week. I think I've definitely discovered my strong passion for serving the community that I live in and helping people. I think helping others is something that's great for others, but also great for your own mental well-being, for your own sense of achievement. You feel so fulfilled and so rewarded in a way that cannot be measured with any financial contribution, financial income. That's something that um, I think will go a long way in your personal journey. And it's just a great feeling to help someone out or um, give someone the assistance they need. Um, It can be something very small, like giving them a free meal, or it can be something big. And regardless of what you do, it will create a positive impact for them and yourself. Yeah. Well, you are very inspirational, Sunny, I have to say. But there must get times when it all gets a little bit too much for you or you're feeling a bit low. What do you do to bounce back and recharge yourself? Yeah, I think it's very important to take the time to check in on yourself and to take some time off and set your boundaries as well to make sure that your personal life is not invaded by all the other commitments that you might have agreed to. Um, so for me, I find that I'm taking some time for myself, watching a favorite movie, listening to some really great music. And I have a dog, as I mentioned, Molly. She is a great companion and great emotional support for me throughout the years. And spending time with my dog, taking her out to the beach. Um, for a run, it's just great to have that little bit break. And what type of dog is Molly? Molly is a small King Charles Cavalier. She's seven oh, years nice. old and she's a little angel. Oh, so cute. <laughs> and uh, what are they, brown and white? Uh, Molly is a tricolour, so mostly black and white, a bit of brown. Okay. Yeah, okay. Cool. Well, they're very cute dogs and uh I think pets are a really important part of our therapy for self, uh, self-charging self too, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. And I think talking to someone is really critical, whether it be your dog or whether it be to someone, just to catch up for a coffee and uh, just to be in people's companies and be able to listen to other people, to talk about what's on your mind, sometimes to say to someone, what is troubling you is really critical. So it's really important. And thank you for sharing how you recharge too, because it is important and we're all different. We all may do that in a different way, but it is really important to do. So what's on the horizon for Sunny coming up? My next big move, which is a big change for me, is moving from Darwin back to Melbourne. Um, I'll be starting a new job in the communication space in the public sector. So be something new, a new adventure for me to go on and also just readjusting to life and in Melbourne, the cold weather and more different dynamics as well. But I look forward to really explore different community service opportunities when I go to Melbourne and maybe get involved in different organisations and 
still um, seek ways to support international students because there's a huge number of international students in Melbourne. And I think many of them could benefit from an organization similar to Kindness Shake. So definitely be exploring more opportunities down there too. Fantastic. Well, um, do you have any words of wisdom and encouragement for our listeners? Something that I have benefited a lot over the years for me is to think that whenever there's an opportunity, go for it. Don't hesitate too much because the more you think of it, um, the opportunity might slip away. So definitely grasp that opportunity as soon as you can. So for me, moving from Melbourne to Darwin was a great opportunity. And I think I made that decision within a matter of two weeks. And that was a big move to move all the way across the country, but I never never really regretted it. And I got so much during the three years in the territory. And again, similar moving from Darwin to Melbourne back again um, is another quick decision, which I think um, could be a bit daunting, but it's definitely going to be good for my own career development and my life in general. So definitely take on those opportunities, even if they scare you. Um, that just means it's going to be a great challenge. It's going to be a very rewarding experience. And it will no doubt be rewarding for all those that you connect with as well that have the opportunity and the privilege to come into connection with you and to partner with you in community activities and in your employment. So I wish you all the very success in your journey to Melbourne and within Thank Melbourne. You. Sunny, where can our listeners connect with you online or get involved with Kindness Shake, for example? For sure. So to connect with me, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So just search Sunny Liu is L-I-U on LinkedIn. You should be able to find me with my photo in there. And for Kindness Shake, we are on all sorts of social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as well. We have a website that tells you more about what we do. So just search Kindness Shake on all social media platforms or Google the keyword Kindness Shake Darwin, and then you should be able to find out more. And it'd be great to connect with everyone. Well, Sunny, we are so pleased and privileged that you chose Australia to come and study way back when you were 18. It's such a privilege to have you here. All that you've done, we thank you. And it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. You are an inspiration and a powerhouse. Thank you so much for sharing some of your story with us today. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's been great talking to you. Thank you as always. And I hope everybody listening has enjoyed hearing Sunny's story too. Well, until next week, please be kind and remember together we make a difference. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference in the lives of those that make a difference for others? And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award. Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com.
it would be great if you could share this episode with your network because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe. And remember, together we make a difference. 